I'm going to invite Pastor Adam up. All right, here we go. Am I supposed to say it? Huh? Am I supposed to say the Yes, it's, it's his turn. It's his turn. <laughs> Is it my turn now? <laughs> Give Pastor Craig a big hand. <clears throat> By the way, today is Pastor Craig's birthday. This is birthday weekend. Actually, Miss Angie's birthday was yesterday. And then Pastor Craig's is t- That's right. Is there anybody else's birthday uh, t- today, yesterday? Mine is almost here. It's April. <laughs> um, so y'all get ready for that. <laughs> But uh, thank you, Pastor Craig. That is a good verse. That is one of my favorite verses in, uh, in the Bible, and uh, uh, it, it reminds us that God is with us. How many of you know that God is with you? Do you know that? Turn to your neighbor and say, God is with you. Turn to your other neighbor and say, God is with me? <laughs> yes. God is with you wherever you go, and that's what I want to talk about today. That's what we're uh, discussing here. Uh, as a church family, as we gather together as a church family, um, we're going to have some fun later, but we're talking about how God is with us here today, and so I'm so excited. What, man, what a great job these kids did uh, leading us in worship, uh, knowing the memory verse. You guys just did a great, great job. And it's a, such an important lesson for us to remember and to know that God is with us everywhere we go. Uh, you go to work, you go to school, you go home, you go to the gym, you go, I don't know, wherever you go, uh, God is with you. And so I am so thankful for that. And so I'm going to tell a story in the Bible. It is, uh, is a good story. If you have been a Christian for more than a month, you have probably heard this story, okay? So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, Matthew is in the New Testament, it's the first book in the New Testament there, and this is a story about Jesus, everybody say Jesus, there's just something about that name, right kids, something, they, they should write a song about that, <laughs> there's just something about that name, um, yeah, so in Matthew chapter 14, this is a, a story that many of you know, most of you probably know, and um, so I'm going to help us out a little bit. We've got some kids in the room. Kids, we, do we read our Bibles? Kids? We read our Bibles. We pray. We do all this good stuff. Okay, good, good. I'm going to help you a little bit because sometimes we, we read our Bible, and we know that we're supposed to read our Bible, and we know that God speaks to us uh, while we read our Bible, but we're, we want to we know what God is trying to tell us. How many of you know that this is God's Word? This is God's Word. So if you ever want God to talk to you, you just read this right here. It's God's Word talking to you. And so uh, sometimes we want to read it and we want to learn as much as we can whenever we are reading the Bible. So for those of you who are maybe a little bit younger or a little bit uh, newer to the faith and you're just uh, learning how to read your Bible a little bit, I want to help us out a little bit this morning and look at the Bible like this. When you read a story, especially a story like this, Ask a question at the beginning of the story to try to see what you can figure out, okay? So the question we're going to ask today is, what do I learn about Jesus, okay? Everybody say that with me. What do I learn about Jesus? That's what we're looking for here today. So as you read the, script, read the scriptures, we read it together, and we read the story. It's a great story. We're going to ask this question as we're reading it. And as we read the story, 
and we ask this question to ourselves while we're reading it, we're going to learn a lot. And so it's more than just a simple story. There's a lot of good things that God wants to teach us through this, all right? So let's get right to it. Matthew chapter 14, all right? We're going to start in verse 22. Remember, we're asking, what do I learn about Jesus, okay? Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. It says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. So what did we learn about Jesus right there? Jesus prays. That's right. Jesus prays. Some of you are like, what, does Jesus have to pray? Isn't he God? Absolutely. What Jesus does is he models for us that there are many times that we need to step aside from the world, even from our friends every now and again, step aside from that and spend time with our Heavenly Father. Jesus prays. How many of you pray? Raise your hand. You pray. More than just rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. Okay, like you pray, right? You spend time in the Lord. Absolutely. That's our connection with God. And Jesus, while he was fully divine, was fully human, said, I want to spend time with my heavenly Father. And so what we learn about Jesus is that Jesus prays. And let me tell you something. If Jesus felt like that he needed to step aside and pray every now and again, how much more do we need to pray, right? How much more do we need to take time out of our life and spend time in the Word and pray? Let's continue on, verse 24. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About 3 o'clock in the morning. Is anybody up at 3 o'clock in the morning? 3 o'clock in the morning. Jesus came toward them walking on the water. What? He came to them walking on the water. What did we just learn about Jesus? Jesus is awesome. That's what we just learned, okay? Jesus is awesome. There, who else would think uh, we need to help them? Is there a boat around here somewhere? Is there like a lighthouse or something? Can I wave them down with some flags or something? No, Jesus decided to go out and walk on the water to his disciples. That is awesome. I wouldn't have thought of that. Maybe I would have tried it, but I, I wouldn't have done it. But Jesus did that. That's how awesome Jesus is, which I'm thinking that, you know what? He created the water so he can walk on top of it if he wants to, okay? What do you think, kids? Is that pretty awesome? Have you ever tried to do that? Have you ever tried to walk on water? You're like going to a swimming pool, and you're going to see how far you can make it across? No, you never tried that? One of you have tried it. One of you have not tried it. Okay. I try that all the time. I, I'm going to try to walk on water this time. And I jump off the diving board, and for some reason, I go underwater. I don't know what it is. But I can't walk on water. But Jesus did. Jesus was awesome. How incredible is Jesus? So for those of you, don't listen to those people who say, oh, you know, serving Jesus, that's got to be boring. Uh, do the people you hang out with walk on water? No, they don't, okay? The guy that I serve is awesome. There's nothing boring about this guy. He walks on water, all right? So we're learning stuff about Jesus. He prays. He is awesome. Let's see what else we learn. Verse uh, 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. 
In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost, like they were just watching Scooby-Doo or something. I don't know. But when Jesus spoke to them, but Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. So what did we learn about Jesus? Jesus loves us. That in our fear, in our sadness, in our times when we are down, God loves us so, so much. So much so that he's going to come to us in our time of need. In times that we're scared, in times that we're sad, in times that we're down, in times that we've got stuff coming at us, a storm's coming at us, Jesus loves us enough that he's going to go to them and say, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. That is a loving God right there. And you need to know, you need to hear, Jesus loves you. And there may be people here in a storm that are here today, and you've got things that are going on in your life, things internal that maybe no one else knows about. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he says, take courage. I am here. Many of you, if you grow up with, with a, a loving father, a loving mother, whenever you were scared as a child and you ran in, what did your, what did your parents do? Did they cast you aside? Figure out your problems yourself, boy. You know, no. He held you. He, he took care of you. He said, there's a monster on your bed. Let's go see. And then you look under the bed there together. Nope, nothing there, see? Because God is a loving God. Jesus is a loving God. And when you have fear, if you have sadness, if you have any of this going on in your life, Jesus walks on the water to you and with you. Think about this. When he was on the shore and he looks out and he sees the storm and there's the waves and he sees the boat that's rocking, he doesn't just yell out, I hope you guys are okay, praying for you. It wasn't just a, hope you guys make it. What did he do? He actually walked out and got in the storm with them. He didn't just hope stuff worked out for you. He got in the storm with them. And Jesus, when we're going through a storm, he's not a God in heaven that goes, well, I hope, I hope you figure it out. Read, read that one verse over there. That might help you out. No, no, no. He comes and he gets in the storm with us. He's there with us while we're going through some things. And he walks on the storm. He shows how awesome he is. But he walks with us in that, and we can't forget that. He's not a God that is so far away from us hoping that things get better. He walks out there and gets in the storm with us. That, man, that, that, that gives me so much courage to go through any storm because I know that God is with me. So what do we learn about Jesus? Jesus prays. Jesus is awesome. Jesus loves us. Let's see what else we learn about Jesus. Verse 28. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, Come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. Can you imagine what Peter is thinking right now? As he starts literally walking on water. This is not a fairy tale. This is not a fable. This is not Jesus, or Jesus is walking on the water and calls Peter to come out and walk on the water with him. I always wondered what that felt like. Because right now, I, I, 
you know when you're walking, if you're barefoot, you know if you're walking on carpet, you know if you're walking on grass, you know what that feels like, you know if you're walking on concrete, you know what that feels like. What does it feel like to walk on water? I don't know what it feels like. Peter knows what it feels like. It's just incredible to think about. What do we learn about Jesus? Jesus trusts us. Peter says, if it's really you, tell me to come walk on the water with you. And Jesus says, you can do what I can do. So get out here and walk on the water with me. Jesus trusts us. He has given everyone in this room a dream, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks. He's given us uh, a gift, a spiritual gift. He's given us a talent. He's given us something that only we can do, and then he trusts us to go out and do it. You see that, you know, he, he could have, we looked throughout the entire Bible, and he says, Moses, go talk to Pharaoh. Tell him, let my people go, okay? You can do it. Get out there. Go. Do it. He's pushing Daniel. He says, I know that the king says, you know, if, if you're going to pray, that we're going to throw in the lion's den. It's okay. You can do it. Go pray. Go do it. He pushes his disciples out. He, t- he tells us in, in Matthew 28, when he tells us to go out into all the world and make disciples, he is constantly pushing us into the water, saying, go do this. I've given you the gifts. I've given you strengths. And more than that, how do I know that you're going to accomplish it? How do I know that you're going to be successful? Because I'm walking with you. See, Jesus knows who he is, and he knows who you are, and he knows that we're human, and we, he knows that we make mistakes from time to time. But he also knows who he is and that he is walking with us. When he says, when he pushes us to go, he doesn't stand back and watch us to see if we fail or not. He pushes us, and then he walks alongside with us. He says, get out there and do it. He actually trusts us to do the things that he's asking us to do. So don't, you know, fall back in, in shame or, or, or wonder how you're going to do this or how I'm going to do that because God's walking with you and the creator of heaven and earth trusts you to go out and do that. So walk out there with confidence. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be courageous. Come on, church. You can do this. We're learning a lot about Jesus this morning, aren't we? He prays. He is awesome. He loves us. Believe it or not, he trusts us, even knowing our failures and our faults and all this. Let's see if we can learn anything else about Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified, and he began to sink. Talking about Peter. He began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why do you doubt me? What do we learn about Jesus right there? When we are sinking, what does he do? He saves us. That's right. You see, he trusts us to walk, okay, and he instructs us to keep our eyes on him. From time to time, if we begin to look at other things, we begin to look at the wind and the waves and all this stuff, we begin to sink. Jesus is also a saving God. Again, he doesn't just leave us out there. He's walking with us, and he is quick on the save, all right? He saves us. That is good news for us. That is good news for us uh, humans who mess up and who, and who constantly need saving. We have to understand that we need a Savior. 
We need saving. We can't do it ourselves. Peter can't walk on the water by himself, but he could because Jesus was there. And so Jesus saves us. So for those of you who God has called you to do something or is pushing you to do something and you're afraid of failure, you've got Jesus walking beside you to pick you up and to save you when you need saving. So if you're here today and you look back on your life, think about the spiritual lows in your life just for a second. Would you say that you, in those low parts in your life, did you have your eyes on Jesus or did you have your eyes on other things? Now, I think that's pretty obvious. Now think about the spiritual highs in your past, the times where you felt so close to the Lord. Did you have your eyes on Jesus or did you have your eyes on other things? We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Kids, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And if you do, you can do amazing things like walk on water. You can do amazing things like lead your classroom friends to the Lord. You can do amazing things. But just in case you stumble, just in case you fall, Jesus is not back on the shore just praying for you. He's walking with you in the storm. And he's going to reach out a hand to save you if you need saving. That's good news. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's good news. Jesus is there to save us. Last two verses, verse 32. When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. That's a coincidence, isn't it? Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. What we learned about Jesus, he is powerful. Everybody say powerful. Jesus is powerful. The wind and the waves obeyed him. There's another story in the Bible that also talks about that, where he calmed the storm. The wind just magically stopped when he got back in the boat, did it? Jesus stopped that as well. Jesus is the Son of God. He wasn't a, a, just a, a great man or a good man or a good teacher or a guy with some good ideas or a guy who was influential. He was the Son of God. We learned that he was the Son of, he is the Son of God, the living God. And Jesus is powerful. He is powerful. So whatever he's called you to do, if you say, but I'm not powerful enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not, but he is all those things, and he's the one walking with you. So kids, don't listen to the world that tells you that you can't do it. Don't listen to the world that says that you're a victim. Don't listen to the world that says, ah, that Jesus stuff, that Christianity stuff. Look at this book, read this book. The amazing things that God's people did when they kept their eyes on God. Look around at all the adults that are here in this room. They've got stories, I've already talked to some of them. They've got stories of amazing things that God did to them and through them and with them. This isn't just, it wasn't like God was amazing back in the Bible, but he stopped. No, 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 he's still amazing today. He's still doing stuff today. I'm looking around at some, at some warriors. I'm looking around at, 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 at people who, when we keep our eyes on Jesus, what amazing things we can do. 
So what have we learned about Jesus this morning? We've learned a few things. We've learned that Jesus prays, right? Jesus prays. And if Jesus is going to pray, how much more do we need to pray, okay? We've learned that Jesus is awesome. He is awesome. He wasn't some just, just guy who people just happened to come listen to. No, he performed miracles. He did amazing things that people wanted to come see. Jesus is awesome. Jesus loves us. Don't ever tell you anything different. Jesus loves you. He loves you. And he shows mercy and compassion. Jesus trusts you. You say, he trusts me? Really? Absolutely he does. He's called you to do something. He wants you to do something. And he believes that you can do it because he knows he's walking with you. Jesus saves us. No one else can do that. No other religion has it. Nobody else can do it. But Jesus can do it. Jesus saves us. And Jesus is powerful. He's the Son of God. He is divine. He is God. And He is powerful. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Kids, you know how to pray? Adults, you know how to pray? We're going to pray. So we're going to take just a second. And we can pray uh, at our seats. Some of us got our family around here, so that's fine. We can pray. And mom and dad, this is a great chance to show show the kids how to pray a little bit. And so look at one of these things, and one of these things probably grabbed you. And so we're going to take just a couple of minutes and pray about that. We're going to do the first thing that, he, that we learned about Jesus, that he prays. But let's take just a second and say, God, remind me again how awesome you are. <laughs> remind me again just how incredible you are. I'm sorry in those times that I forget how great you are, but help me remember how awesome you are. Maybe you need to say, God, Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. And I want to love you back. Help me to love you back. Some of you here, and it just resonated with you that, that God trusts me, like he's got something for me to do. Pray and talk to God about that for a second. God, what do you have for me? Some of you, you're here today, and you do not have your eyes on Jesus. And you need salvation. You need saving. I can promise you, there is nothing that you have done in your past that Jesus is not reaching out a hand to you right now. Right now. So ask for forgiveness for those sin and say, God, save me. And he will. And some of you are thinking about just how powerful God is. And I want to see the power of God in my life. So pick one of those things that really resonated with you. And let's take just two or three minutes. Let's spend some time with the Lord and just talk to God a minute. Say, God, thank you for being awesome. Thank you for loving us. God, I know you trust me. Show me what you want me to do. God, save me. I need your salvation this morning. Or God, remind me again of how powerful you are. So if you want to get together with your family and just take just a two or three minutes and let's talk to the Lord for a second. Say, God, thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you this morning. Thank you that we can come together as the church in your house, the, the house of God. That's us, Lord. And we've come together to worship you, to lift you up from the smallest to the biggest. 
God, we love you and we praise you today. Thank you for, a, for an incredible story in the Bible that teaches us so much about you in just a few short verses. God, you pray and so we need to pray. God, you are awesome. You're incredible. How can we ever doubt you? You are awesome. God, you love us. God, you love us. Sometimes I don't know why, but Lord, you love us. And you show compassion to us, and you're there for us and with us when we are afraid, when we are sad. God, you trust us. You, you push us to do what you want us to do because you know that you're walking right alongside us. Thank you for trusting us. Help us to know that we can do amazing things because you are with us. God, you save us. You're the only one who can. You are the only one who can. God, you save us. Lord, we're sorry when we take our eyes off of you and we put them on other things. We put them on other things. And when we begin to focus on other things, we begin to sink and we need saving. And Lord, there's sometimes correction that comes from you, absolutely. But God, you save us. You, you extend your hand, you pick us up. You pick us up and you save us. And God, you are powerful. As the Son of God, you are powerful, God, to help us never, ever to forget that. Lord, help us from, from the youngest to the oldest in this room to remember, to remember that you have commanded us to be strong, to be courageous, to not be scared, to not be sad. For God, you are with us everywhere we go. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise.